the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by John Allworth. behaviors and addictions are rampant in our society. People are in bondage to alcohol, drugs, pornography, codependent relationships, and more. If you or a loved one is stuck in the cycle of shame, guilt, and continued destructive behavior, keep listening. Recovery Radio Houston with Pastor John Allworth and Tony B. starts now. They'll take your calls and share how the healing power of a personal relationship with Christ saved them and can do the same for you or your loved ones. God wants you to walk into the light. Recovery Radio Houston is live. Good evening, Southeast Texas. This is Pastor John Allworth coming to you from Recovery Radio Houston. You know, God wants you to know that no matter what you've done, no matter where you've been, no matter where you find yourself tonight, He loves you. He has forgiven you. His grace is sufficient for you, and He has a mighty purpose for your life. If you or someone you care about is suffering under the bondage of addiction, please join us on a journey of spiritual awakening. Let's pray. Father, we come to you tonight with the spirit of hope and with great humility, and we thank you for your grace, forgiveness, and the strength you provide to those who seek you. And Father, we thank you for your unconditional, unending love. We thank you for the miracles we've seen through our ministry. And we thank you with great expectation, Father, for the miracle still to come. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen, brother. Amen. I'm here with my co-host, Tony B., and we are here to share the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. How are you tonight, Tony? Good evening, Pastor John, and good evening, Texas. We're here to share our strength, hope, and experience, and to provide recovery resources, and to let you know there is one who can break any chain of bondage, and that's our Lord and Savior, Jesus Jesus Christ. Christ. Amen, brother. Well, Tony, we've had quite a day already today. Man, I'll tell you what, it's been a whirlwind. That uh, marriage conference at the church today with Kevin Sorbo, that was powerful. Yeah, we had a marriage conference at New Covenant Church, and uh, it was powerful. We had speakers, including our pastor, Frank Mazapika, Marilyn Houghton, and uh, it was just, it was it was wonderful. It was it was amazing. So it, it was quite a blessing. And you know, it's, it's February 15th. It's the day after Valentine's Day. So the our, day after. <laughs> yeah. Our theme today is uh is Valentine's Day and love. You know because God is love. 1 John chapter 4 verse 8 tells us whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. Amen. Amen. And uh you know the Bible that I'm holding in my hand here Tony. This tells us how to live our lives. And uh I, I for today I consider it a Valentine's message of love from God because it it's full of uh of how we're supposed to how we're supposed to love as Christians. It's also full of how he loves us. 
It is full of how Which he is loves the perfect guide is how we're supposed to love each other. Oh, it's amazing. It's amazing. You know, Tony, how Valentine's Day started? It started back in the third century in Rome. Uh, there was uh, an Emperor Claudius who wanted to, to have uh, all of his young men in the army. This is back- way before Hallmark, right? <laughs> it was oh. indeed, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and, but the emperor outlawed marriage for a while. And uh, uh, Valentine, a priest, didn't like that. And so he kept marrying people and he ultimately got arrested. And while he was in prison, uh, there was a guard whose daughter came to visit him. And the day before he was executed, he wrote her a note and he said, from your Valentine. Hmm. And, and that's that's how we got started. So, you know, if you want to share uh, a story of how Christ restored your marriage, you can reach us tonight at 1-800-808-5548. 1-800-808-5548. If you want to share a story of, of uh, Christ, is you know he's amazing. He's a, a God of restoration. Or if you want to uh, call in for some addiction advice, we're here to help, aren't we, Tony? That's what we're here for. Yeah, and if you want to email us, you can email us at recoveryradiohouston at outlook.com. That's recoveryradiohouston at outlook.com. And again, that phone number is 1-800-808-5548, 1-800-808-5548. You know, Christianity, there was a, a man named Houston Smith who did a study of all the all the religions in the world. He's a famous college professor, and he grew up as, uh, in the Methodist faith, and, and uh, he studied Islam and Buddhism and Confucianism and all the isms there are, and he determined that... Christianity is unique. Jesus taught a radical kind of love, a love. And what did Jesus tell us? The two major commandments are love your God with all your heart, mind and soul and love your neighbor as yourself. Yeah. And that's not always easy. He taught us. Jesus taught us to love our enemies. And uh, that that that's that's different than any other kind of love. So uh, let's talk a little bit. What we're going to do today is we're going to talk a little bit about the marriage conference, and then we're going to interview you, Tony, <laughs> and your beautiful wife Robin, who's here with us in the studio. Uh-oh. You know, you know. I, I want you. Every- do, do you know something real quick? Before sure. You start before I forget. We met over Valentine's Day. Did you really? Yeah. So Amen. our get to know you anniversary is 26 years this weekend hallelujah i just remembered that praise the lord that that is awesome that is awesome i want to and we're going to try to get to some scripture uh let me if for our listening audience uh the thing i was going to say is i want the folks out there to know this is a family affair recovery radio uh it's it's uh, your wife uh answers phones for us and my wife answers phones for us and we all four come up here together and we just you know we have a good time (laughs) and she's on the hot seat because one of them had to answer the phone and and they wrestled and robin won well you know because we (laughs) what we want you to know here at recovery radio houston is that no matter where you're at in life you know we were a mess tony i know you know i know your story and you know mine and we were we were a mess and our marriages were a mess it was the valentine's massacre then yeah that's a good point that's a good way to put it but but god god restored restored our marriages he restored our lives you know when you start to follow jesus christ and when you seek his will in everything that you do life becomes beautiful man it changes so if you're out there and you're struggling tonight there's hope i promise you there's hope 
God's going to put people in your lives to try to help you. He's going to put people out there that'll lead you. You know, I was so scared to get help, and that's a problem we men have. Mm-hmm. But that's the first step is is realizing that you need help and then having the courage. It's not strong to sit there and try to do it by yourself. It's strong to seek help. And that's right. that's one of the things we learned today. So what did you get out of the marriage conference today, Tony? Well, you know, the thing that really stuck out to me was when Kevin Sorbo, who, by the way, that ministry that he has for making these faith-based movies, that oh, is yeah. so inspiring. And the way he basically got blacklisted in Hollywood, his agent left him. He had big movies coming down the pipeline. They took him off because he was one of the few at the time that was professing their faith and his conservative views, too. But um, the, his wife really struck me today when she gave the actual definition of compromise. That that. was really because we think that compromise is where we like give up, like someone's gonna give up something in order to make the other person happy, and they give up something to meet in the middle. Where it's really what was the 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 Latin come together, come which is together, and then uh, promete or something like that was about uh, a joint promise. The joint promise. It's a promise that you make together. So when we compromise with our spouses, we're actually coming together in love to reach a, a common goal. And that really whacked me upside the head. I mean, I was like, wow. It it really is. So I I want people out there to know that there's hope. And if if you have a loved one who's struggling in a marriage or with addiction, call in. We'll help you. Actually, we won't help. We'll just be obedient. And we'll steer you to one that can't God will use us as the vessels to help you. Amen. And I want to say the number one time because you always get to say it. You get to say it, Tony. 1-800-808-5548. I've been dying to do that. <laughs> Very good. Okay, before I start y'all's the interview, I want to. We're going to try to get to the scripture today because uh, we are. You know, we have a faith-based ministry, Tony, called Break Every Chain that meets on Friday nights at New Covenant Church, nine hundred one Wilson Road. And uh, we're not against secular recovery. We're not against the twelve steps. But we believe that the true peace, the true joy, comes when when you embrace Jesus Christ in your life and and you find faith. So. Uh, we already quoted Matthew 22, verses 37 through 40. We already quoted 1 John, chapter 4, verse 8. We're going to try to get to 1 John, chapter 4, verses 20 through 21. 1 Corinthians 13, chapter 13, uh, verses 1 through 13, where Paul gives a beautiful recitation of what love is. And Ephesians 5, 21 through 28, where Paul then discusses marriage and the, and the respective roles. So let's get into the interview. Um you know, I'm blessed to, to know you guys uh, as you are today, but that's that's not how it's always been. First of all, how long have y'all been married? Well, we met, like I said ago, uh, a minute ago, 26 years ago. We were married 25 this year in June. And Robin, where did you meet? Yes, well, we met in a bar in Queens, New York. All right. Well, you know, we don't hang out on Friday and Saturday nights uh in the, in the places that we used to. But, Robin, it's good to see you. So. Thank you. Nice to be here. Thank <laughs> you so much. Nice to be on the air with you. So um, tell, tell us uh, about the early years of y'all's marriage. Well, Tony and I were both um, believers, I would say, but we were not saved. We spent a lot of time um, partying, being out in the world, and we're not happy. We're not, we, were, uh, we were lacking something inside of us. And I think we were both seeking something to fill our hearts, and we didn't know the Lord yet. And so we spent a lot of time in doing worldly things and in sin. You know, that you're exactly right, Robin. The, 
you know, when we're in our addictions, we're always chasing something and we never get there. Well, we think we're chasing love. Yeah. When we don't realize that we have to go to God and allow him to love us and then model that love for each other. But when we're out there chasing all the uh, material things and the, the chemicals we're using and the lifestyle we're living, we think that love's going to be at the end of that rainbow and it never comes. We mm-hmm. didn't know love yet. Right. Yeah. Not true love. Not God's love. That's right. Well, you know, uh, I thought it was interesting, The one of the speakers today, uh, the lady who has a master's degree and has been a professor, talked about how when we start on the road down to addiction, we're doing it to get high. We're doing it to have a chemical change in our body. We're doing it to produce chemicals, endorphins, dopamine, things of that nature. And then when we really get addicted, we're doing it to feel normal. And that's when the enemy's got you. That's when he's got you. So, okay, so y'all were out, you were married, and you were partying. And yeah, and when did things really start to go bad? I would say around year 15. No. Oh, no. Way before that. Well, well, well seven first, years, eight years. I think, it's seven, eight years. I think it's important to put in there, too, that right before we got married, well, we weren't even engaged, that her career was going to, she was already going back and forth from Houston to New York Ooh, with wow. her career. And um, then all of a sudden, the job offered her a permanent stay here in Houston. And um, I'd already gone through a geographical change with a relationship once, and it didn't wind up very good. So when she asked me to move to Houston, I, I said, well, only if you marry me because I wanted that commitment this time. I didn't have it last time, and there was just something about uh, not having the commitment that gave the way out. You know what I mean? Sure. Um, so we got married, and three days later, I was on a plane to Houston. <laughs> Welcome to Texas, <laughs> and, brother. <laughs> and the reason why I'm saying that is um, what led up to things getting to where they got was that transplanting down here for me uh, I I didn't have a career, you know. I was a ex starving musician just trying to find wiggle his way through life, and uh, she had a career and she was very set and in, uh, in her goals. And we, you know, I started my job down here very menial, you know. Uh, that was a ways to an end to help with the child custody with her daughter to get her back and forth to New York. And so I started doing everything out of love that I thought, of course, but I was just really uh, throwing myself into a bunch of new things really quick. And then the cultural change from New York here to Houston was huge. And I'm sure there's people out there that can understand that. And a lot of these things built up and, and uh, along the years down the line, um, I don't know. I kind of just lost the sense of self. Well, you know, the enemy will use anything. He, He gets us where we're weak. And he'll use anything he can, whether it's which of the things you're talking about, the changes, to trap us. But, folks, I want you to know this story has a very happy ending. Oh, yeah. So, so we're going to get there. So, but uh, what what started happening? Uh, what what kinds of things were y'all doing when things went started to go bad? Well, I can speak to probably a lot of men or women out there who um, I had become sober a year before my husband. And so I was going to meetings. I was trying to work a program, although it was secular. But I remember after one night out and things we had all done, I remember sitting with my Bible at my kitchen table in my present house and just saying, I don't want to do this anymore. Help me. And then I found the help that I needed. I found Christ in a way that I never had him before. And I went on my 
journey where my husband stayed where he was in his journey for another year. And things started to go, even before I found Christ, things started to go really bad with arguing. Um, I guess he would pick fights and I wouldn't want him around, so I may have engaged in, in them or picked them myself just to get him out of the house because I was just sick and tired of the turmoil. I knew what was going on, but I just didn't want to be part of it anymore. This is what addiction does to marriages. I mean, it destroys. The enemy comes to to kill, seek, and steal and destroy. And uh, this is what addiction This is what There are people out there tonight, guys, they're in the middle of this. Either both of them are, are, are under the bondage of addiction or one is, and mm-hmm. one's trying to find their way out. And there's hope. There's hope, folks. There's hope in Jesus Christ. You know, Robin, you mentioned that it was secular. Mm-hmm. but And we're going to do some shows on this. But the twelve step program is biblically based, yeah, and 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 it led you mm-hmm. to to have a deeper relationship with Christ. The Life Recovery Bible, little plug Amen. there, yeah, was just the simplest way to explain my Lord to me, and it was amazing how close I got to Him. Amen. That's so wonderful. So things ultimately came to a head, didn't they? Oh yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and, and what happened to the bat? No. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and a step right up to the plate. Wait, now, um, well, she mentioned about how she would get to the point to where she would engage with me and I would leave. And my addictions had such a grab on me that that's what I wound up looking for. Mm-hmm. I would start the fight and I would push her buttons so that she would give me that all clear signal. Like, you know, why don't you just go? And I'd be like, bye. Because that's what I was waiting for. Um, and that was a mechanism that went, I would say, even two or three years before, mm-hmm. you know. And my my little thing that I always said, uh, and I say it now sometimes when we're in meetings just for the comical effect because it's funny now, but it wasn't funny then, is I actually thought my wife left me for Jesus. Mm. Yeah, but your wife ended up leading you to Jesus. And, and she, I know. <laughs> and I'm, but I want to I say this because I'm sure there's people out there that can understand this uh this uh, this thinking, this twisted, warped, enemy-driven thinking was that I lost my wife. Where's my little party girl? Mm. You know, and now she's going to meetings, she's going to church, and she's meeting with church friends, and she have church friends over, and it was just like my my whole world that I created that revolved around me was gone. So that's if, when I really just went off the rails. If you're finding yourself in this situation and you need to talk to mm-hmm. somebody, please call us at 1-800-808-5548. That's 1-800-808-5548. So ultimately, uh, how'd you handle this, Robin? Okay, so you've been sober for a year now. Mm-hmm. Um, secular recovery has led you to, to Jesus Christ. You're there with your Bible. You're praying. My sponsor. Uh, your sponsor. Our sponsors are wonderful. Mm-hmm. And so... Uh, did it come to a head with Tony? It did. Um, I had found some, uh, he was asleep, you know, hungover, and I went to go use the computer. And right there was a nice little secret room where I saw some things that were just unacceptable to me. And I decided that it was time that we needed to truly part ways for a while. And so I called our marriage counselor, who was Christian at the time, and he said to me, keep that quiet until you get in front of me because, you know, there were anger issues involved in this marriage as well. 
And so I held that in for three days, and only by the Lord's strength did I hold that in, because mm. there was a bat next to the couch, and he was sleeping <laughs> so peacefully, and I just, I really had that thought. The Holy Spirit saved my life that night. <laughs> Amen. Well, he had a, you know, that's a, that's a thing. God sees the end before the beginning. Right. Mm-hmm. And and he, he knew that there was a plan here. And, you know, what's what's so amazing about what I'm hearing about these things is these things at the time we think they're the worst things that could ever possibly happen to us. But that's what God, he, he has to humble us. Mm-hmm. And that is, you know, he has to get us out of the, Tony, you mentioned earlier, your twisted thinking, and we call it stinking thinking in, mm-hmm. in recovery. And he's got to get us to a point where, where things change. So you asked him to leave. We went to a counseling session, and um, the counselor and I both told him what we found, or what I found, and he, in a rage, because he was caught, got up and said a few things and walked out the door. And he was gone for about a year. Where'd you go, Tony? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I spent a lot of time in the back seat of my three-door Saturn for a couple of weeks. um, Waiting for me to get over it. Yeah, waiting for her to get over it. (laughs) It's it's funny because there were times before over the years where, you know, I would come home and the lock was changed or or, I have to go stay somewhere for a couple nights. And it always worked out where I got myself home. So, of course, in this point, I, I didn't sense the gravity of the situation because this was just another way or maybe be a little bit longer, but I was going to ride it out and I was going to keep working and keep doing the things I was doing. And uh, it didn't happen. <laughs> so it got to the point where I was working and going out at night and doing everything I kept doing and not getting any sleep and sleeping in the back of that car. I got a hotel room for a while, but that didn't really work out. And I, I'll never forget I was in the hotel, and I was actually not at work, which was weird. And I was on the phone with my dad, God rest his soul. And I'm telling him all this stuff, and he reminded me of a conversation I had with him maybe a year before that where I was talking to him about arguments we were having and troubles and blah, blah, blah. And he says, Tony, you know, one of these days, and I said, Dad, she's never going to leave me. How could she leave this? I actually said those words, you know, yeah. my, my ego and, and then my, my delusion was at the point. So I, I'm, I'm back in the hotel. I'm talking to my dad, and then my dad says to me, Tony, maybe you shouldn't drink. Oh, wow. And I didn't click back then, but now it really resonates within me about how God was using my dad to try and get my senses about me. Um, so I went to work one day, and I had one of my – famous uh, rage explosions because I was just at all wit's end and something really ticked me off and it blew up to where I just started destroying an office and throwing things and all that and they grabbed me and they said what is wrong with you you need help right now and so what'd you do they took me over to the HR department they sat me down and said those magic words we want to help you Amen. we want to help you you just need to say the word and I I had no idea that that's all I had to do. You know, that's the thing. We are so prideful, Mm -hmm. and that keeps us from seeking the help that we need. But when you finally decide that you want to accept the help of the people that God puts around you and then seek his help with all all your might, everything changes, man. It's beautiful. We think, you know, we don't want to admit that we have a problem. Look, folks, if you're in addiction, people know you have a problem already. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're not, you're not being strong by, by 
trying to, thinking you're keeping it secret. You're being strong when you accept that hand. You accept the help that, that that's out there for you. So how'd your life begin to change? Well, to make a long story short, um, I went to rehab, did two 90-day stints, uh, got out of there, got a, an apartment, and it was about the sixth month when I just really it started clicking that I had to do what I had to do, whether she was going to take me back or not. And that's when God and I really started getting close. Um, I immersed myself in, myself in meetings. I had been going for a while. Uh, I had my deliverance experience in that same hotel before I went to rehab. That really kind of uh, pushed me in the right direction where, you know, I fell to my knees and I gave myself to him. And um, like I said, uh, the rehab and then some more time and working, getting in the word, starting to go to church, getting involved with our pastor and him counseling me that uh, on the day that we were supposed to s- sign our divorce decree, we were renewing our vows at a marriage conference, a marriage retreat that people in the church have paid for to send us. That's what God does. Let's take a call real quick. We've got... Okay. Um, so I, w- I wanted to add one thing that ahead. I, you know, there are, are women, most uh, women or men out there who are enabling their spouse. Yes. And I did that for about eight years because my husband was working two jobs to keep me home and to make up for the income we lost to stay home with the kids. And I just continued over and over again to put up with unacceptable behavior and, it wasn't until the abuse started touching my kids that I actually made the move. Yeah. Well, you know, you, you don't have to do that if you're out no. there. You don't have to. And no. you're not helping people by, uh, by, by enabling them, by putting up. So, but once you turn that corner and God starts, God gets in the picture, then everything changes. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. after rehab, did you have a new husband? <laughs> I remember um, him calling from our pastors. Uh, it was really nice. Before he actually came home, we would sit by the fireplace and read out of a certain book together about so we could start learning and communicating, and that was really nice. Um, but I remember one time when he went to the church that we now both attend, um, he was in our pastor's office, and the pastor called me and said, He's on the floor crying, and he's speaking in tongues. And I was like, sure, and I hung up. <laughs> I did not believe it. <laughs> let's, let's get back to that in a minute. Let's take this call from, from uh, Lisa. Lisa. Lisa, how are you today? Lisa, line two, where'd you go? Um, um, I wanted to talk to you about um, my family. Um, we come from a long line of brokenness and drugs and alcohol, Um my father and my mother, or my father-in-law actually, and my mother um, are both, um, well, my dad's an alcoholic, my mom's a drug addict, my father-in-law is a drug addict, and my stepmother's an alcoholic, but we come, and my husband is, um, well, he's he's a recovering um, drug addict, uh, he's incarcerated, and I know he's listening, hi, sweetheart, he's listening at the wing unit, but... Mm. I'm just wanting to um, talk about our family. We come from a long line of brokenness, and I, I was hearing y'all's story about marriage, and well, me and my husband, um, when we first got together, it was real rocky, real rocky. We was in a relationship, but 
he was still living that party life and you know he wasn't wasn't about to hear it and um, but we used to just get on the motorcycle and he'd drink and and we'd just go out riding which is dangerous a lot and but we do we I mean I think seeing our family go through it and I, I it was just a repetitive thing and in our life, and um, it took um, our family and us down the wrong path of life. And me and my husband, before he even got locked up, I used to pray and say, Lord, this is before he got locked up. And I, I said, Lord, whatever's going wrong in, in this relationship, Father, just ask that you fix it. You fix it. It's a lot of brokenness and our family history of drugs and alcohol and even you know, child molestation in our, in our family, and it's just, it's sad. Well, it uh, is. You, you know, Lisa, uh, I come from a similar background in that uh, my mother died of liver failure. Her father died of liver failure. My father's father died of alcohol-related complications. But there's one that can stop that brokenness. Mm-hmm. There is one that can, can can finish it once and for all. It is generational. It is It is genetic. But I'm glad your husband's listening. What's his name? His name is Sean Gross. He's at the wing unit. Sean, where you know where you are is a wonderful time to contemplate, to read your Bible, to get close to the Lord. You know, you can come out of there changed. We see people through our ministry uh, break every chain that that, that change their lives. Uh, just c- come out and and I hear the the love in Lisa's voice. Yeah. I, I hear the 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 anguish, but I also hear some hope. And there's hope in Christ Jesus. And you. Yeah. Can come out and you can he can restore just like he restored our marriage just like he restored tony and robin's marriage and i want to tell you lisa uh, uh, robin can attest to this that she prayed for me for almost 15 years <laughs> 15 wow. years and it wasn't until everything was broken that god was able to fix it because the longer we hang on and we try to make things work and we block god out the longer it's going to take so letting go God will take us and put us sometimes far away mm-hmm. from the people that we love so we don't hurt and them for a while. And then the only thing we have to reach out for is him. You know, the Bible tells us that God is close to the brokenhearted. Mm-hmm. That's sometimes what it takes. We're so prideful. We're so into ourselves. We're so selfish, frankly. Yeah. But when you get time to get away and rehab or, or, or whatever the circumstances are, and you listen to that voice, you listen to God and listen to he's got a purpose in your life, and he wants to fulfill it. And Lisa and Sean, protect your nucleus at all cost. God puts families together. Don't let no man tear it apart. If you have to change your playpen, you do it. Change people, That's places, right. and things. That's right. All right, Lisa, we're kind of coming up hard against the break, but we want to tell you real quick that we love you and we're going to pray for you. And Pastor John? Well, yeah, she wants us. Lisa's asking for, asking for prayer. Mm-hmm. Lisa, yeah. Heavenly Father, we, we come to you. Uh, we you, just Jesus. We just thank you that Lisa has reached out. That's we fine. thank you that Sean is listening, Father. We see great things in their future, Father God. We mm-hmm. see reconciliation. Yes. We, we see recovery. We see a bond that no man can break. We see a Christ-centered marriage. Yes. Come at with Jesus Christ in the middle of this marriage, and a strong marriage, and a mighty purpose, a testimony for the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. They're going to help folks out there, Father, and we help you for we we praise you for that in Jesus mighty Jesus name. name. Amen. 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 Thank you all. Thank, Thank you, you Lisa. Thanks Have a good call. weekend. Bye Lisa. You too. Thank you guys. Bye.
We're about to go to break, but we'll be back in just one minute and continue this interview with with Tony and Robin. Yeah, remember, our number is 1-800-808-5548. Praise God. Amen.
This is Pastor John Allworth, and you're back with Recovery Radio Houston. If you want to share a story about your marriage, or if you want advice on addiction, or how God can change your life, please call us at 1-800-808-5548. That's 1-800-808-5548. We're going to take another call now. Uh, we've got Lorraine, I think, in Humble. How are you tonight, Lorraine? Hey, hello. Good, doing well. Thank you. Um, I I just wanted to uh, maybe give a little word of encouragement. Um, I've never struggled with addiction, and I've never had a family member who has, but I have had a couple of close friends, and um, one who's recently gotten out of her addiction, and she's been delivered. And I just wanted to encourage people that um, if you know someone who's struggling, don't give up on them. Mm-hmm. Keep praying for them. Keep sending them scriptures and just loving them in spite of their actions, in spite of the things they might say to you or the things they might uh, do or not do, like as far as being a friend. Love them anyway because that's what they need, and that's what's going to bring them back to Christ and be delivered. Wow, that's a, that's an encouraging word, Lorraine. That's, that's that's beautiful. You know, that's exactly mm-hmm. right. We're not called to judge people. We're called to love them. Mm-hmm. We're to follow Christ. Yeah. And Christ, you know, he didn't, he, uh, Mark 2.17 says, I didn't come to call the righteous. I came to call sinners. Mm-hmm. You know, Jesus Christ, if you're out there struggling with addiction, Jesus Christ came for you. He came so that you could have life more abundantly. And there is an answer. There is hope. Lorraine, thank you for for saying that. That's that's just uh, that's yeah. wonderful, encouraging. And in fact, you know, I know that you know people that uh, we've got a ministry on Friday nights called Break Every Chain. We meet at nine hundred one yeah. Wilson Road, and uh, we've had seen people. It's not us. We've seen Jesus Christ deliver people from heroin addiction, mm-hmm. methamphetamine, yeah. alcohol, uh, sex addiction. Pornography is a huge problem. You name it. We've seen people delivered. As well as marriages restored. Yeah. As well as marriages restored. Mm-hmm. So, you know, join, join mm-hmm. us at Break Every Chain. Find, or Join a Bible-based church because there is an answer, and it's Jesus Christ. Thank you so much, Lorraine, Thank you, Lorraine. for calling Thank in you. tonight. Thank you. We, All right. we appreciate you participating in the show. All right. Well, yeah. we we were talking about uh, you hung up on our pastor, Robin. <laughs> I did. I did. And I was so convicted within a minute of that because I had spent so many years praying, as Tony had said, but I had spent so many months speaking out loud what I wanted to see, believing that what I was saying was going to come to fruition, that faith unseen. And I knew without a shadow of a doubt that my husband would be saved. And I would say this out loud walking through my entire house, and my kids would look at me, and I'd ask them to join me. My, I don't know when Tony will be saved, Lord, whether it's my deathbed or his deathbed, but I know you will. He will be saved. And, Tony, you were. What yeah. happened, brother? In fact, a real funny story involving that was um, when I did get saved, I was coming by the house to get some more stuff because it was very early when I first left that the uh, the experience happened. And I came to the house and, you know, I kind of had my, my sad face on, you know, why won't you let me home type of thing. But then I was just making conversation with her and she was in the pantry and I was in the kitchen and I said, you know, something really strange happened to me today. 
and I forgot exactly the words I used. Do you remember? But I said something about, you know, I, I found out who Jesus was today. Mm-hmm. And she, like, almost dropped what she was doing and spun around and looked at me and threw her arms around me. Wow. And <laughs> I had no idea what was going on. But inside my mind, I was like, oh, my God, she's going to let me back home. So I made the embrace, like, a little more intimate. And she goes, oh, no, 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 not that. I'm just happy. I'm just happy you know Jesus. <laughs> well, you know, that's, that's, that's the thing with addiction. You know, we, we make a lot of promises, yeah. and we say things through. You know, mm-hmm. you, you said something earlier, Robin. You know, it changes, or Lorraine did, I think. She said, uh, no matter what they've said to you, because, you know, when the enemy's got a hold of somebody and they're mm-hmm. under the bondage of addiction, it's not really them anymore. And and Christ called us to love them and to pray for them until they until they find hit well hit bottom and then until they find Christ. That's why you speak um, God's truth out loud because you're fighting principalities of darkness. That's it's right. not that person. And, yeah. and you know, also another part of that story that's uh, I found that very uh, later that really really means a lot to me to this day is that once I started getting into the gospel, and when I read the part where Jesus went to John the Baptist before he started. And, uh, and the heavens opened up, and God declared, this is my son. And he went right out to the desert for 40 days after that. So when I came to know Christ and, and Robin saw that I uh, had uh, been delivered, or at least I had been saved, but I still had to go through what I had to go through, the rehab and the, and living on my own for a while to allow God to work on her heart. And I, I'm not paralleling myself to Jesus. I'm just saying that the way this thing works the way marriages are restored is that, in my experience anyway, and I know in yours too, it wasn't like this one, two, three, abracadabra fix. It takes time to develop your walk, and it takes time for pain and and uh, wounds to heal. And, and there were a lot in our marriage, and it took it took time. And the key is their subject matter today, which is love. Mm-hmm. You know, God loves us more than we can possibly imagine. We're called to follow Christ and to be as Christ-like as possible, and that means we're to love we're not to judge, we're to love, no matter what somebody's doing. Not enable them, not not allow them to get away with their stuff. We can put boundaries while we still love and, mm-hmm. and, and pray for them. So if you want to share your story, call in, call in to us, 1-800-808-5548, 1-800-808-5548. Or if you've got any questions, you can also email us at recoveryradiohouston at outlook.com. That's recoveryradiohouston at outlook.com. So now... Uh, y'all have been saved, and uh, Tony's back in the house. And so, after renewing our vows, and the day we were supposed to sign our divorce, the day you're supposed I have to, to sign, keep saying, that, that was a miracle. That was a miracle. Thank so you, how, Janet. How yeah. long ago was that? <laughs> Ten years ago. Oh, that's awesome. So, how's your marriage today? Awesome. We serve the Lord. We are, we have three different ministries that we work in, and we never fight or disagree on anything. Oh yeah, oh, of yeah. course. My, my nose, my nose just hit the microphone. It grew. Well, you know, we heard we heard about that, but you know, when you're married, when Christ is at the center, mm-hmm. your marriage can withstand anything. Mm-hmm. It really can. We heard a great presentation uh, about communication today, and uh, being open to listening to each other and listening to each other where you're from. So there, there, there is hope in Christ Jesus, and y'all's marriage is is a prime example of that. Mine went through a, a similar story, which we'll, we'll get into in, in another day. Uh, any parting words for, for folks out there, Robin? For the person who is being affected by this disease, keep praying, keep speaking the Word of God over your spouse. I would hug and touch Tony 
and be praying for him, and he was just thinking I was hugging him. Never, ever give up. There's always a plan for good. Amen. You know, we, we learn in the Bible right in the beginning in Genesis that God ordained marriage. Uh, he ordained that a man and a woman come together and become one. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and in fact, uh, we are the bride of Christ. I mean, marriage is, is in the beginning of the Bible all the way through the book of Revelation. We are the bride of Christ. So I want to thank you all for sharing your story of hope. Uh, it it's, uh, takes some courage to, to come on the air and to, to share all these things. If you want to join us on Recovery Radio, uh, call us at 1-800-808-5548, 1-800-808-5548. You know, there are people all over southeast Texas and all over the United States that want to help. And there are Christ-based, faith-based places that, that are out there for even the most desperate people in our society. You know, one of the, the ministries that is near and dear to my heart is called the Open Door Mission. And it is a ministry here in, in Houston. And this place is amazing. I had lunch there uh, Thursday. They have a lunch uh, the pl- place is totally funded by individuals and, and contributions from corporations, and it is amazing. It is a ministry for homeless men that, are, that also suffer from addiction. You know, people don't live on the streets because they want to. They, they they live on the streets because they've either got a mental situation going on, and almost always there's drugs involved somehow or another. And sometimes it's uh, driven by they just lose everything. It's just a bad fortune, you know, uh, Lose a job, lose a house, divorce, you know? Well, it can, you know, there before the grace of God go high. It can happen to anybody. But what Open Door Mission does is it takes in these people. Uh, You can get admitted there on Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday. And all you have to do is want to change. And you show up at at 5803 Harrisburg Road. Uh, You can call before you go at 713-921-7520. But this ministry takes in homeless men. It, it, they've got five principles. It's a holistic program of recovery, healing, and healing. And they provide free medical care and free dental care while you're there. That's just amazing. Wow. I know. They get these men's uh, – it's a coordinated care. They get these men in and they – you know, when you're in addiction and you're homeless, you know, you don't do things like file tax returns. You know, right. things are a mess. Everything backs up on you. Oh, they take care of all that. They get them their GED if they don't have it. Hmm. They they provide education and training for them. And this is amazing. Uh, they have a whole life program to employ them. They find jobs with, with uh, people, second chance employers. And there are, are plenty of jobs out there right now for guys wanting to start over, by the way. There are. And they, they work with Christian-based employers that are, that right. are just wonderful. And, and they follow up with these guys. They've got the, their recovery program is called Doorway uh, Recovery. You know, it, it does take a commitment. You know, you, we didn't get uh, to where we were in our addiction overnight. No. No. It took years and years and years uh, of things going bad. So it's a seven-month program. But if, if you're out there and you feel like you've got no hope, there is hope because their number one principle is Jesus saves. And I was just about to say, <laughs> uh, when, I, when I speak in secular recovery, how I talk about the first three steps is you have to admit. Yes. You have to submit. Yes. And then you commit. Right? Admit that you're powerless. Yes. Your life's unmanageable. Uh, come to believe that a power greater than yourself, being Jesus Christ, can restore you to sanity. And then number three, you go all in. You commit your life to him. And and the, the parallel that we try to push anyway, we break every chain, 
is that that's exactly the first three Beatitudes. Yeah. That's exactly the right derivative from when you get saved, right? You realize how much God loves you. You realize what he did for you, how he died on the cross, and then how can you not commit yourself to something like that? But it takes a lot of pain and grief and, and, and suffering to get there, and for us anyway, people like us with addictions and, and in recovery, because it's, it, we have to hit our bottom, and that's the sad part. We do. But uh, Open Door Mission, they're not afraid of anything. That's you right. Uh, they'll, they'll take you in, and they'll change your life. So, And Tommy Thompson runs the program. He's a wonderful friend of mine. He's a great guy, and, uh, and it's just an incredible program. They've got 100 beds over there. And wow. and the and the men come back, you know that's 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 another thing that's important about recovery. Men come back over there because they want to help out. Because mm-hmm. when God changes your life, you realize that you really can't help yourself until you start helping others. And you can't keep what you don't give away. That's exactly. You right. have to give back. That's how the program keeps going. Oh, it's 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 beautiful. So if you if you want uh, to hear about hope. And or you want to share a story about your marriage, call us at 1-800-808-5548. That's 1-800-808-5548. So, Pastor, tell us about the new church in the Heights that's coming. Oh, well, thank you, Tony. Um, you know, we're we're both members of, of I'm an assistant pastor at New Covenant Church in, in Humble, and I'm, I'm both excited and very, very humbled that uh, we are starting a satellite church. It's called New Covenant Church, Greater Heights. Wow. And, yeah, and it's going to be Sunday nights in the Heights. We're, uh, we're leasing some space and partnering, partnering in a sense, with, in the ministry uh, with Heights Presbyterian Church there. Uh, but we're a non-denominational church, a spirit-filled church, and we're going to be meeting beginning March 1st is our first service. Right around the corner. Right around the corner. Two weeks from tomorrow. Yes, at 6 p.m. So that's Sunday nights in the Heights at 6 p.m. at 240 West 18th Street. The church is located at 240 West 18th Street, Sunday nights in the Heights. I'm that's on- a great T-shirt. Yeah, it Sunday is. Sunday night at the Heights. Sunday nights in the Heights. <laughs> I'm honored to be uh, to be the senior pastor there. I'll be preaching uh, most every Sunday night at 6 p.m. at 240 West 18th Street. And you know, God's—it's just God's incredible. The journey that that He's taken both you and me on, Tony, and and how much more fulfilling life is today uh, that we're involved in ministry instead of doing the things we used to do on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday nights. All right. Well, let's let's talk. You know, let's let's close with uh, let's talk about the subject matter tonight is love, and you know what we think of love is not what God thinks of love. Uh, I was amazed. I looked at the the Oxford Dictionary and the definition of love that that they gave, or the examples of love that they gave were. An intense feeling of deep affection or a person or thing that one loves. This is the World Oxford Dictionary. And their example was, their two great loves are whiskey and tobacco. Oh, my Lord. I know. <laughs> their two they great couldn't loves get a are, better example you know, than that? That was the d- example. How about, how about chocolate and marshmallows? <laughs> yeah, well, how about Jesus Christ? <laughs> so th- that, is, that is not God's definition of love. Paul gives us a recitation of what love is in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. And Paul, I'm going to go ahead and read the scripture here, Tony. Um, If I speak in the tongues of men or of angels, but do not have love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbals. Mm. He's talking about the gifts of the Spirit. But if you don't have love, you have nothing. 
if I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have a faith that can move mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. Well, that's a strong statement. And that, that speaks to me so much in how the Gospels grabbed me with the how the Pharisees thought they were all that, and the people that wanted to be in the front of the synagogue, and how everyone wanted to promote themselves, promote themselves. That's how we lived in the world. Yes. But when we come to Christ, and we discover how when we take a step back and allow God to come to the front, that's when everything comes. It, that, that's when life really becomes fun. The Bible tells us those that exalt themselves will be humbled. That's and those right. that humble themselves will be exalted. So, But what's so, also so crazy about that, not crazy, but amazing about that statement is, and if I have a faith that can move mountains but do not have love, I am nothing. Yeah. You know, it's impossible to please God without faith. Right. Faith is, is so important, but that shows you how much more important love is. Yeah. So if I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardship that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. That is amazing. Love is patient. I'm reading here, folks, from uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Love is patient. <laughs> love is kind. We learned about that today at the marriage seminar. Yeah. If you want to have a good marriage, then you've got to be patient and you've got to be kind. Yeah. You know, our pastor said, you know, uh, in fact, he, he it was kind of funny one Wednesday night he was talking about um, getting upset with, with our spouses. Mm. <laughs> and he, he was talking about, you know, that's not what Christ called us to do. We're to love right. our spouses as Christ loved the church. And so rather than do that, take it to Jesus first, man. Yeah. If you, if you want to have a happy marriage, you know, take every, all your problems to, to, to Jesus. Love does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. Now there is a root of addiction if i've ever heard it yeah you know resentment is number one offender it is and what do we hear today also we heard that the number one behavioral issue and problem in america is drug addiction yeah or addiction of some kind that is the number one behavioral problem that we face in the united states and that's why we're here on the radio tony because we want to shout out out to everybody out there we want to do it from the mountaintops that you don't have to live that way you don't have to be a slave to addiction there is a better way to live god has transformed our lives and he can transform if he transformed me and you man he can transform anybody he he can do anybody (laughs) so and and then the other thing that's uh, striking about that sentence you know this bible's pretty incredible with the wisdom that it has um it is not proud um tony were you proud when you were you too prideful in your addiction oh just a little bit yeah just a little not too much (laughs) so what we talked about earlier is we're too as men particularly and i'm sure some women as well ladies but we are too proud to seek help well you know pride and anger both come from fear that's true and if I'm really honest, and we all are really honest as men, that we we recoil from wanting to be afraid of anything because, you know, we're men. We can't be afraid. But we think we mask our fear by either really boasting about ourselves or really getting angry at something that scares us. When we realize that when we come to Christ that he's going to fight all our battles, that I really don't have to fear anything because he didn't fear death. He died for me. So who am I to be scared of anything as long as I trust him? Well, you know, that's the first John also tells us that perfect love fat, uh, 
cast out all cast fear. Out all, fear. all fear. So, real quick, it is not self-serving. It does not dishonor others. It is not easily angered. It does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects. It always trusts. It always hopes. It always perseveres. Love never fails. And if at the end of the chapter it says, and now these three remain, faith, hope, and love, but the greatest of these is love. We want people to have hope out there. Yeah. We want them to have faith in Jesus Christ. That's what will save them. But most of all, we want them to feel the embrace of God's love. And it's so good when you feel it for the first time. It is. I, I hope you'll join us at on Sunday nights in the Heights at uh, 240 West 18th Street. Our first service is March 1st. We're going to be a, a, a church that preaches about uh about recovery in life and about God's love. Now next week I won't be here, Tony. I'll be out of town, yep. and you'll be you'll be leading the I'm show. I'm going to have a special guest. I'm going to be in your seat, and I'm going to feel really good to be there because that's a great seat you've got. <laughs> Thank you, sir. But I'm going to have a special guest here, Pastor Kyle Ewald, a, a missionary, a pastor, an evangelist, and an entrepreneur. And it's going to be a wonderful evening. And I will call in because I got to say hi to you guys. I got to say hi to everybody out there. It should be a good time. This has been Recovery Radio Houston. You know, God loves you, and we want you to have hope. Please email us at recoveryradiohouston at outlook.com if you have a question about addiction or if we can lead you to someone that can help. And that's Jesus Christ, our Lord. But there are many ministries around town that will help you just like the help that Tony and I got. That's where real strength comes is reaching out to the eternal grift of salvation from Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen. Thank you for listening. We love you. Until next week, good night. You've been listening to Recovery Radio Houston. Listen again next Saturday at 9 p.m. If you missed any of this show, you can listen to the podcast at kkht.com. For more information, go to recoveryradiohouston.com.